Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're watching the puppet show we call Democracy. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And tonight is Wednesday in the, on the 20th of December, rapidly approaching Christmas. And as I've been saying all week, let's make sure not forget those in need, those that are going to be spending time alone on Christmas, those that are short on money for food, those sorts of critical things, even heat during this time of year. We're really dealing with a pretty dark period in our history. And it's a history of, of a country that's literally lost its way and has become a self-consumed pariah that literally is not facing the certain realities that we have so many in this country that would like to live in a nation of hope, but the whole brainwashing of this world is to make them believe that there is no hope. And in so doing, people that get into the dark and low places too often get stuck there. And we need to be praying for them, we need to be reaching out to them, we need to be finding them, and we need to be elevating them up. It's so important right now. This is a difficult, difficult time in our history, and it's not going to go away anytime soon. But it's part of, as well, I truly believe, a greater threshing that's happening within the world as those that are walking in Christ are finding our way with a deeper relationship in God and a greater trust. So it's very important. Tonight, we're going to dig into what we've continuing to be hammering on a lot, and what I'm hammering on a lot is this tyranny. We're not living in a democracy. We're not living in a republic. We're living in a tyranny. But the thing is that they want the world or at least they want us, the people. I don't even think the world anymore. I think they just want Americans to keep believing the lie. The world already knows. They know that this thing that we call America is dead. That the only hope that remains are the people. And that's it. It's not a government. It's not a military. It's not going to be border patrol. It's not going to be our education system. It's not going to be our universities. Our research labs are going to be geared towards doing ridiculous things like building bioweapons or trying to prove that we can somehow live without oil because we have no alternative. They're going to fuel the ridiculousness of degrees that mean nothing, that put people farther in debt while we drift farther and farther away from trades. We have billionaires that are obsessed with controlling and destroying America for their own vision. And we have an American body of people that outnumber all of them that have been so deeply neutered emotionally and spiritually that they're sitting on the side and they're letting, literally, the pigs feed on their bodies. This is the life in which we live, and it's coming down to a remnant. It's going to take a remnant to raise this nation back up, and it's going to be hard work. But this government is a tyrannical government. There's nothing in this government we can save. There's no politics that'll save it. There's no change that's going to happen from within. The criminal class has taken control. The pedophile, pedivore, criminal class has taken control. Be clear about what I just said. And that's really where we are walking right now in such a dark way that if we do not come to grips with this, we are going to all suffer the same consequence. And I think it's very easy to sit back and say, well, you know, it, God will take care of this. It's our turn to do the job. We are supposed to be bringing kingdom into the world. Christ gave us victory on the cross. We're heading into the kingdom era. And because of that, it's important to understand that that's for us to help bring in. The church has been completely hijacked for the most part. And while there's still good voices in the church out there, they're far and few between. We have seen a global attack on the people as people willfully rolled up their sleeve and now are wondering, what are we going to do because I've been poisoned by a bioweapon? And we're living with the consequence. That's our world. And we need to get to the underbelly of it. We need to understand what it is. We need to understand where the real fight is, where the real attack is. And then we need to start making the counter moves. But it's going to be a hard discussion. 
And when I say a hard discussion, it's a very hard discussion. This is a discussion that literally we have to walk it for people to understand that if we're going to get back to something, it's going to hurt and everyone's going to feel the pain. We don't get to walk back something and say, well, it's not me, it's them. Because this system wouldn't be where we are unless we were playing part of it. And unfortunately, we're playing a big part of it. We're heavily involved in a complete and total destruction of the lives of our own people. We've been willfully part of this in the destruction of a nation because we've lost our way with God. And with this, we have willfully allowed an attack to occur steadily over decades that has eroded the American values, stripped churches away from our, our homes, destroyed in, in the relationship most families used to have with God, and at the core of it, destroyed the family. And with that, people now hear the message and they rebuke the message because they don't want to hear that in the end of the day, the only way this is going to get fixed is in the home, in your bedroom, and to work backwards from that. And that makes people very uncomfortable because people are very comfortable being comfortable, even if it's comfortable in misery. And people don't want to look deep enough in, the, in their eyes, in the, in the mirror, to realize that we're all part of the problem. I talked the other night about stock, stock peddling. If you deal in stocks, you're a major part of the problem because you're taking your wealth off the backs of other people. And you're tied into a system that no matter what happens, you're going to worry first about the stocks and the willful and the benefit of your neighbor. That's how they turn things on its head. One of the many ways. All Satan has to do at the end of the day is change our focus just slightly away from God. Because at the end of that travel, it's a, you end up being miles away from God. And it only takes a one degree separation from God, even less than that. And once you get to that slight separation, if you traject, put that trajectory out there 60 miles, you're going to be about a mile off target. And it only gets worse over time. We are living in a world that is, we're supposed to be celebrating life right now, and we're inundated with stupid. We're supposed to be celebrating life right now, and we're over-consumed with consumerism. Same thing every year, because it's escapism. People want to go and they want to feel something other. They want to run away from what the problems are. And this is where we have become as a nation. And it's really taking a, it's going to take a really deep reflection for people to sit back and ask themselves a hard question of what is it that we want and what is it, whom is it that we want to serve? The news is swirling today about Trump and Colorado. And there's a lot to that piece. I'm going to play a piece here in a moment by Tucker Carlson, which I think does a good job of wrapping up what that's all about. But I think it's important to realize that in this moment of Colorado, you're, it's, it's, it is what this is, is it's not about Trump. It's about where the state of the union really is. It's gone. There's nothing left. And this is the wake-up call people have to come to realize. We're not here as a nation standing here going, okay, I can't wait till the 2020 election. We're going to fix things. That's not happening. This is a, this is a 2020 election that's already been decided and it's rigged and they already know where they're going with it. And they're going to do everything they can to make sure that nobody gets into power except their own. Dominion's still in play. We still have the, the, the justice system that's broken. We have thousands and thousands of migrants coming across the border. It just keeps coming in waves. And nobody's doing anything about it. Other than a handful. I shouldn't say nobody. Pete Chambers is leading a whole team to try to arrest it and stop it. But where's the other heroes? I ask this on multiple levels. I mean, where, where, are the, where are the government agents that are supposed to be abiding by the Constitution? They're not because they're, being, they're abiding by the rules of the union. They're abiding by the rules that ensures their pension and their pay. And you're going to say, well, my family needs it. Okay, good. And that will be remembered when this country is turned into a burning chaos and the families that needed them are getting raped and murdered. We're brimming for a major explosion in domestically, and it's going to happen. I don't know to what degree of magnitude if it's going to be nationwide or if it's going to be sporadic, but these people that are coming in are not coming here to be Americans. They're coming here to destroy America. It wasn't that way in the beginning. These were families. 
These aren't families coming across now. These are fighting age males and they're flooding in. And they're being backed by the UN. They're being backed by our government. They're being backed by the CIA. They're being backed by intelligence agencies. They're being covered on, they're covered over by the FBI. And our law enforcement has been completely neutered and strapped because if it doesn't get its federal money, then it can't have its toys and its special programs. So it's even standing down on a lot of this. We lack strong sheriffs across the nation that can be making their counties literally constitutional independent republics to that level. They're not doing it. And it always comes back to the same thing. It comes back to the will of the people. What do the people want? America right now wants to go back to being that decadent society where we don't have to worry about anything, where, yeah, abortion's happening, but that's cool. It's everybody's choice. Yeah, the economy is not perfect, but I can make a ton of money on the stock market because someone else is doing the job for me, and I can even retire at 40 and make my money off of somebody else's labor. I want my Walmart because it's cheap stuff, but I don't care the fact that it wipes out 3, 5, 10, 20 small businesses in my town because Walmart can buy their junk from China, and it's all those other stores are now gone, but yay, I can get my cheap garbage from the home, which I'm going to have to throw away in a year anyway. I want, I want, I want. And I, and I will tell you, I mean, doing this every single day and you start to look at where we are and we look at the center point of where we're supposed to be and it's, it gets a little frustrating. And so this message isn't necessarily to Bard's nation, but it is to a nation. It is to a nation that's lost its way. This is a nation that is, it's become a material obsessed nation that lives in a prison camp. That prison camp is called the United States, the Corporation of the United States. When we put up that southern border wall, the question I asked early on, and I was just like, Lord, I hope this is not what I think it is. Because on one hand, a wall is good to keep people out, but it also was a great way to keep people in. The question is, what was it really designed for? Because even though it's not finished, that question still looms. Is that border wall intended to keep those out? Or is that border wall intended to keep us in? Because we live in a prison. That prison demands that you go to work every day, that you have to pay taxes, an inordinate amount of taxes on the work that you do. You transfer your labor into paper dollars that are worth nothing. They may manipulate the market so that there's inflation, so that you have to buy, you can only buy less, not more. And when you buy less, then you have to find another job or you have to work harder or you have to become more obedient to the corporate state. It's all one vicious loop. You have businesses that'll pay for time for people to get an abortion, but they're not going to give much in terms of family leave. These businesses have now embraced the idea that a man can have a baby. It's ludicrous. And this has become a cultural norm. We're left with a legacy now of a broken minds that have come up through the public school system. Common core, race theory, and queer theory, also known as gender theory. All of that designed to completely reprogram and destroy the minds of youth so by the time they get to be adults, boys have low testosterone, they have no desire to be men anymore, and the country has been neutered and you disarm them equally. And it's no surprise that these kids coming out are against guns. So this is truly, this is, this is truly where we are at this moment in time, in a very dark, dark place. And as a nation... We have a lot of things we have to start facing to realize that we either we do something collectively as a whole or we sink. We're all on one ship here. And this is the, what they don't want you to see. They don't want you to see that in a ship, like a big tall ship like we're on right now, with big sails, that everybody has to work together as a team. You know, in the pirate side or even in those tall ships, there was consequences for not being part of the team. And sometimes that was walking the plank and being left in sea, fed to the sharks. Because there was an understanding that that ship was your island and it was your home. And if you didn't work together, the whole crew died. But we don't work that way anymore. Instead, we want to believe in the illusions which are out here, believing in the illusions that there's going to be an election that's going to fix something. And all this energy and money and resources, really take a step back and look at these elections, the millions and millions of dollars that are being poured in, and ask yourself who benefits. Because it's not you and I. We don't get it. We're not a recipient of the millions of dollars that are poured into these elections, but somebody is. Where is it going? 
Take a look at the cronyism. Take a look at the ad agencies. Take a look at those people that are coming up with new innovative ways to use artificial intelligence to give you campaign ads. Look at all this garbage. That's where your money is. And ask yourself a simple question. Why does an election to president have to be in the hundreds of millions of dollars? Afghanistan's budget was $2 billion, I believe. We spend, on a presidential election, we spend all of that in one presidential election just to get a president elected. Why is it, why is it like that? We know why it's like that. It's money laundering. All of them are part of it. All of them. Now, this, t- this thing in Colorado is pretty significant because it is an event here where they have used rules from the Civil War to block President Trump from running on the ballot. They have declared a man guilty before he's proven innocent. They have used their woke agenda to try to prevent him from going, and they've started a rift in this country that they're hoping, I'm sure, will lead to violence and civil war because that's all they want. The left wants the deep state, not the left, because it's the left and the right. Remember, Republicans and Democrats are the same thing. It's literally one head of the snake and it's two bodies. They're all part of the same game. And it's the uniparty that works out of D.C. that's working overtime with the Republicans giving you all sorts of lip service towards garbage. And you have the Democrats that are out here, the noisy that noisy relative that you'd ever want to have at Christmas that drinks too much, causes all sorts of problems, makes passes on all the family members, gropes the neighbor, that's, sort of, that's the Democrats. The Republicans are the ones that sit there and act very upbeat, very, very mature. They're the ones that have cut the deals behind the scenes to fund the money to make the Democrats do what they do. They're all the same. One big family of treasonous whores that run this nation. So take a listen to this piece. It's about three minutes from Tucker Carlson. And in a car- Hold on a second. Here we go. This was pretty puzzling to watch. Whatever else January 6th was, and in some ways we still don't know exactly what it was, it was not a Trump-led insurrection. The crowd had no guns. They had no plan to overthrow the government. Nothing like that has ever emerged. And above all, Trump was not leading it. He was miles away at the White House at the time, where he issued a public statement calling for calm and nonviolence. So why were the people on television telling us that Trump led an insurrection? This was, of course, a lie, but it was also a very obvious lie. So clearly we were watching the rollout of a talking point, words crafted for a specific purpose. But what was the purpose? We got an answer to that question yesterday when the Colorado Supreme Court ruled that because he led an insurrection, Donald Trump's name cannot appear on the state's ballot next fall. The four liberal judges who concluded this cited as their justification Article 3 of the 14th Amendment, which was written in 1868 to keep former Confederate officials from holding office. That was the sum total of their reasoning. Despite the fact Donald Trump has never been convicted by any court of insurrection, and although the 14th Amendment specifically does not apply to the presidency, Donald Trump cannot run for president because he's an insurrectionist. This seemed like lunacy because it was lunacy. 3,000 miles away in El Salvador, there was no question about what was happening. The United States has lost its ability to lecture any other country about, quote, democracy, wrote Salvadoran President Nayib Bukele. And yet in this country, no one on the left dared say that. Instead, Donald Trump's enemies celebrated. The Atlantic Magazine expressed gratitude that unelected judges had, quote, rescued the country from the desires of voters. Because actually... That's democracy. And then there was Jenna Griswold. That's the Colorado Secretary of State. You may not have seen her before, but you will instantly recognize the category she represents. Unhappy 39-year-old liberal women with Ivy League degrees and a deep streak of authoritarian impulses. Here's Griswold on MSNBC last night explaining that a conventional legal process is no longer necessary for the left to get its way. No more trials or evidence or jury verdicts. An accusation made on television is now enough to remove a frontrunner from the presidential race. If Nancy Pelosi and Joe Scarborough call you bad, Americans are not allowed to vote for you. 
Watch. Look, I believe he incited the insurrection. There were big questions around Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, and the Colorado Supreme Court has weighed in in a very loud way, making themselves clear. Frankly, we've never had a president try to steal the presidency and engage in insurrection uh, ever before. So Trump's actions are unprecedented. The Colorado Supreme Court confirmed that the district court got it right, that he did engage in insurrection. I think uh, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment has to apply to the presidency, because if not, it's a get-out-of-jail-free card. And in a country of laws where no man is, is above another, um, we can't have one office be able to do whatever they want when it comes to rebellion and then be able to be seated in office again. None of this seems very American. All of it looks like the actual end of democracy. Yeah, Gina Griswold. If you all know my story from episode 64, and I got the glorious pleasure of being charged for something I didn't do in the state of Colorado, I would add her to my list of people in Colorado that I think are better suited to swing from a rope. Colorado's corrupted. It used to be a good state. It used to be a conservative state. And everything that she said, if you listen to her very carefully, is I think we should. All these are conditionals. Nothing is in facts. Because that's what the left does. The left is actually just a bunch of emotional, notional idiots that run around. And they are puppeteered by your conservative group called the Republican Party. They're not conservatives. They're just globalists and they're all just a uniparty. And so we, we play this puppet show that we, we look before us and they tell us it's democracy. Everything is staged. And that's the whole thing that's so hard for people to understand is whether it's an active shooter event or whether it's 9-11 or whether it's some foreign war like Ukraine or whether it's going to be some crisis in D.C. or some big debate in, in Congress. Everything you're watching is a show. And it's puppeteered by intelligence agencies and foreign government powers. And it's led Americans to believe things that really just aren't true. And all of that comes through your tell-a-vision. And all that takes its root back in the 50s when they brought that mind programming vehicle and that brainwashing vehicle into the home. We are in a consequence of a society that has constantly strived to be the, to believe it's the best when in fact it was being run by an unregulated, out-of-control criminal class, and we just didn't question enough. He should have woken us up when they shot John F. Kennedy. We should have said something's wrong. We should have as a nation, instead of just getting being shocked and agreed with the mainstream narrative, that somehow Oswald with a rusty rifle was able to shoot shots from the library building and do shots and move to President Kennedy's head front and back, even though it was obvious that he got shot from a frontal shot. It was obvious that when they confiscated all the footage, it should have been questioned of, why don't you let us see what's on the grassy knoll? It should have been obvious when they found the perfect bullet on the gurney. It's just unused. It was a perfect bullet. And then when his, and then when he was shot, Oswald, why didn't that register to a nation? Because it's trauma programming. That's why. They knew exactly what they were doing. They understood how naive Americans were in their perspectives of global politics. They didn't question their ferocity to be able to fight. Americans proved that relentlessly and ruthlessly in World War II. They were some of the, the fierceness of our military was rooted in World War II. It was rooted because you had farm kids coming in that truly understand what they were about to lose. They were strong. They were well-fed. They didn't worry about seeing blood because they grew up on farms. They had an attitude towards war that, yes, it was okay because they understood true tyranny and they understood what it was about the, they were fighting, which was the Nazis, and they cleaned it. But what we didn't plan on was the Black Pope, the secret societies, the, the, all these people, the Jesuits, the Masons, having taken hold of intelligence agencies and perspectives of truth to use that as a weapon against us. We didn't plan on that. We didn't plan on Disney being actually making their money in the fact of building war propaganda films that would swing Americans towards a way of looking. We didn't count on a knowledge that we were going to be blown up in Pearl Harbor, but letting it happen so Americans would become outraged and they'd be driven by an emotional fight so we could get in a two-front war. Nobody planned on this. 
as a society because we just, we didn't imagine that it would be such evil. We didn't imagine that there was a plot and a plan set up to completely gut so many of America's youth. And that was World War II. And then lead us into this other nonsensical war called Korea, which is now the forgotten war as we brushed that under the rug. As we took the world to the brink of nuclear disaster, and then in the meantime, culturally, why all that's happening and we're spun up about another war, people aren't pushing back on war. They're going along with it because they're just trying to survive. And they're looking at, they're trying to find prosperity in this new world that was built around suburbia and pull you away from the farm. And the farms don't need you anymore. Why? Because in World War II, we did something as a nation that shocked corporate America. That same corporate America that goes back to the eugenics movement and Teddy Roosevelt, who was a eugenicist, that takes us back to the Act of 1871. What it was that corporate world worried about? That Americans had learned to be self-sufficient during World War II. They grew 10 million metric tons of food, and the commercial production of food was 10 million metric tons as well. They, we didn't need them anymore. We proved that we could overcome anything in World War II. We could innovate. We could build. We could create things that were un unbelievable. And so they had to change it. And so they did. And so during the 50s, as we're sitting here trying to get ourselves back in order as a nation, as they give us another distraction of Korean War, there's this little thing called Operation Paperclip. Oh, it's a good one. This is a nice one. This is where they didn't funnel 1,000 or 1,200 Nazis. They flooded in tens of thousands of Nazis into our world. They gave them license to do whatever. They gave us the stage show of the Nuremberg trials, which was a stage show. And the real criminal class of the Nazis was infiltrating into the European bank system and brought over here in the United States and given a free ticket to do whatever they wanted. They could do whatever they wanted, no restrictions, and they would not be held accountable. If you were a serial killer because you wanted to go out and experiment what it was like to torture people, have at it. We'll make sure and cover you up because we're the intelligence agencies. We'll cover your back. If you wanted to deal with MK Ultra and experiment on kids, have at it. If you wanted to spray whole populations up in Ohio and Michigan with some sort of bioweapon to see what happens, have at it. You want to go after the, the black American population with sickle cell anemia and find out what, what that does to them, have at it. That's okay. And quietly, this war became waged upon us. And it was one after the other after the other. And then we get to the 60s and mainstream it. And you got to have a couple key components and catalysts to really destroy a culture, just so we're clear about this. One is you need to break down the moral values of a nation, and you need to give some, some, you need to give the youth something that will be more intoxicating than living a good life. And the 60s accomplished that in spades. What do we give them? We gave them drugs, which included everything from pot, which was the big pot movement of the 60s to China white, which was being pushed out of Vietnam by the CIA and Air America being flown through South America and be shuttled up here, which was heroin. And later it became cocaine, all run by the CIA. Let's be clear about this. Flooding into our world so that they could fund black ops programs to go overseas and topple governments that didn't want to comply to the dollar. And our agencies were funding this war against our youth and funding, working with, and building up the cartels that we now have today, all funded, built, and designed by the CIA, by the way. And so it floods in. And then you have to have another thing, something more intoxicating. It's got to come right out of the playbook of the, of the angel of music himself. That would be Lucifer. It's music. So you want to make sure and you want to use your methods that you've learned in the darkness of the Nazi era of how to use frequency and you want to use MK Ultra techniques and you want to use these combinations of drugs and music to create a complete zombie culture to break down every last moral. But one more thing is, has to wait, has to be there. One, one thing, so important because you've got to take away the consequence when it happens that people suddenly get into these zones, these zones that are so narcotic and neurotic, it's got the music pulsing and they've got the drugs going and they want to have sex because once we get them hooked onto sex, it becomes a desire of the flesh and everything moral goes out the window. So you've got to have birth control. Welcome in Margaret Stanger. And the, the world is on a full time rush. They are pushing out full forward now and the family gets destroyed and the roots of the family start separating from the church. 
and the church gets marginalized and the church then gets taken over because how do you take a church over? You entice them with contractual agreements like 501c3s that says you can be a church. Your congregation can get part of its part of its tithe back. It's a good deal. Tell them that they can tithe to God, but we'll give part of that tithe back to them. They don't have to invest completely in God, just partially. That's okay. That's, we call that a, tax, a tax-free organization. And you can do that. And so once you get involved in this with us, we'll guarantee you you're going to be able to raise more revenue. But one condition, please, don't speak about politics. Don't speak about the things we tell you you can't. Because as a church, you only should be speaking about God. It should be doctrinal God. Make sure and get the Holy Spirit out of here because that's a tough thing. Don't do any miracles or anything around here. That's lunatic stuff. Please don't raise the dead. That's even more lunatic stuff. Just talk about Jesus. Make sure that he looks gay when you do it. Put on some sandals and slippers on him. Make sure he looks like a dirty, smelly hippie. Make sure you push that narrative because we really want to make sure that everybody understands that this is just a peace and love movement and the best way to it is going to be drugs, sex, rock and roll. And then you can go out and try to save those people if you want. You're allowed to do that. But then you can do that with the free offerings, and you can put that offering plate up every day, and you can minister to that. And then when you get to the place where you're really ministering good and you're looking and you want to expand your church, make people feel more guilty. Peddle guilt, please. Sell guilt. It's a great thing. Pitch that guilt. Make people so guilty that they feel if they aren't throwing more money in that offering plate, they are not going to go to heaven. And so here we go. And we're right on that ride. This is sounded so much like the Pharisees, it's unbelievable. Jesus could have could be walking in our, amongst us right now, amongst these churches, and they'd be kicking him out. And so the foundation of our nation, which was won by the pulpit, the pulpit brought this nation to life. It held governments accountable. It spoke against tyranny at the risk of the pastor's lives. It was torn apart so quickly because once the cultural revolution took foot and took root and the churches ceased to step in and engage it, they could talk against it on the peripheral, but let's get real. Now what do we have? We have this competition of like who can have a better band and a better latte bar at a church so you can have a convenient way of sitting in a pew and feeling good about your service. Don't challenge people too much, please. And whatever you do, don't be walking in these places and talking about deliverance and, and healing and raising the dead because you're immediately a heretic. You're out the door. And if you talk about demons, oh my goodness. It's the end of days. So we are now in a position right now where we have a nation that's being run by a criminal class. And all of this comes down to a really interesting article that was sent to me this morning. I covered this earlier on Bended Knee. I'm going to do it again right here. So buckle up. This came in this morning. This is on X. Used to be Twitter. It was from muckraker.com. Welcome to America. Contractors caught moving miners through Valley International Airport at 3 a.m. We confronted federal contractors escorting miners through Valley International Airport at 3 a.m. They tried to block our camera and told us, welcome to America. The nearby Border Patrol agent smiled at us, said, it happens every day. It's America. He did. He looked like a dumb fool. And we're going to play the video in a minute. Every day, contractors escort infants, children, and minors from federal holding facilities to sponsors across America. Who are those sponsors? We don't know because they've lost track of them. Many, which means they are not legal. Many of these sponsors are human traffickers. According to the New York Times, under the Biden administration, roughly one-third of these children have gone missing. Many of these children end up in debt bondage, working in slave-like conditions in factories or on farms, or more appropriately, in pornography industries and being trafficked as children for sex pleasure for sick, pedophile, and pedophile people that roam in our government and in this country, freely, without restriction. And... So we have this little video we're gonna play for you here. When he they find them at the airport, take a listen. Where are you guys moving these kids to? Do you guys have paperwork for these kids? Don't worry about it. You know, a third of these kids go missing. Sorry. You guys know anything about this? Oh, about, yeah, it happens every day. About these guys moving these kids to the airport. Yeah. Straight up. It's America. Welcome to America. Yo, what are you guys doing? I could film in this public place, brother. Where are you guys moving these kids to? Where are you guys moving these kids to? 
Huh? It's not any business, Papa. But do you guys have paperwork for these kids? Don't worry about it. I am worried about it. Don't worry about it. I am worried about it. You know, a third of these kids go missing. Sorry. A third of these kids go missing. Wow. This the truth? It is. I don't know. You me. Correct. That's according to the New York Times article. One third of these kids are dropped off at this pond. I mean, these, this looks like a, these look like grown men, though. How old are these kids? You guys work for Compass Connections? Say so. Huh? Say so. Yes or no? Answer anything, man. Okay, that's fine. Well, this is a public place. I'm allowed to film here. You can do whatever you want to do. That's fine. Okay. Why are you guys so secretive? I'm so curious. Like, what's the big secret here? Hello. She's like you know more than us, so. Huh? She's like you know more than us, so you tell us. So. Okay, I just don't understand. Well, like, why are you hiding your face, man? What's the big secret? Hey, amigo. Amigo. Amigos. You tell these kids not to talk, huh? Yo, amigo. Damn, man. What's going on here? Hey, can I ask you guys a question? I'm, I'm just filming for my own safety. You guys know anything about this? About, about these guys moving these kids through the airport? Yeah. Straight up. America. America. It's America, where we move kids through airports. You heard that? You guys proud of what you're doing here? It's pretty wild, man. Welcome to America. Probably the most truthful statement said, welcome to America. If you're a child coming in here, you're almost guaranteed you're going to be raped, trafficked, and used for some sort of pornography industry, if not put in debt, slave labor. Patriots, this is what our country has become. And this article just inflames me. Where are the men? And all that story I just walked you through, that whole story about the destruction of the family, see, that's the root of it all. It's a story I've been talking in the different forms for the last nine, ten weeks. It's a story now that... I'm surprisingly, because it only tells me that God's moving here, that Tucker Carlson, Tim, Tim Poole, and Charlie Kirk are now lifting up an Amerfest, Amfest. They just talked about a similar thing about how birth controls destroyed the family. And as you destroy the family, you separate yourselves from God. That's pretty amazing. They're bringing it up because we've been talking about it here. The root of the family is everything. Once we decided to be God and decide how large our families would be and start to buy into this cultural revolution that we had choices of what to do with our families and that it wasn't just God's choice. We stepped away from him and we let our families be. The problem with this message is everybody gets their back up because nobody wants to sip in and say yes. They just want to say, no, I don't, I don't like that because yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't want to hear that because it affects me. Yes, it does. It affects every single American. Because this nation right now is under judgment. And it's only going to get worse. And until we start to understand what the process was, we are now working in a world where human sex traffickers are walking openly with the Border Patrol support in an airport, a public airport. They're not hiding. They're standing in a place waiting for these kids to disembark, to pass through Border Patrol so they can take these minors and take them to whatever hell destiny they have in design for them. And nobody is stopping it. We live in a world where pedophiles work in schools and parents send their children to public schools and then come back and go, I don't understand why Johnny now thinks he's a girl. We work in a world where kids or parents send their kids off to college and the kids come back and say, I don't, I'm going to liberal, I'm walking away from America and I'm gay, I'm lesbian. I mean, where are we, where are we going to get the connection? We live in a world literally where we have pedophiles in our government everywhere and where are the men? We live in a world where Literally, like the restaurant licensing board is shutting down restaurants in terms of COVID. People are being told to wear a mask, roll up their sleeve, inject themselves with some sort of bioweapon, and nobody's pushing back in mass. It's just like, oh, okay, another day in America. 
All of that root, if you follow it down, there's only one way you can accomplish that, and that is to destroy the very foundation of what God put in this world to prevent something like that from happening. It's the family structured with a husband, which would be a man. There's no other excuse here. There's no other alternative. You don't get to be a woman acting like a man. You don't get to be a gay man acting like a wife. You don't get to be a lesbian acting like the man in the family. It's a man. A man is genetically one thing. He's a man. He's created by God perfectly as he is. He has a certain sort of genitalia that works with a man. It's what he carries the seed. It is a man. And he's with a woman who is his wife. And they work together to build a family. And it is God's special operations unit that is allowed to literally protect the kingdom and they have torn it apart. So men are left on the sideline. They've been waylaid. They've been to, there's been so many men that have been slayed in this war, it's unbelievable. And it's been happening over generations. And now what we have left with men, these young kids coming up, they're being indoctrinated into schools Parents are still shoving them into the public schools going, I don't have time for it. I need to get you out of here. Our value, an entire value structure of children has gone right out the toilet. And it's just sickening to me. There's no mass response. There's no, people are still in this sort of dystopian thinking of someone disconnected from the world that, well, child sex trafficking can't really be that bad. It's worse than bad. 750,000 plus children go missing every year. The media is going to tell you that's not true. It's only 30,000. And we go, oh, okay, shoot. <laughs> Bad me. I'm sorry. Yeah, the media is right. It's only 30,000. Let's not worry about it. <laughs> I, I just, I pull my hair out at this stuff. Like it's, I look at this and I have to tell you, I marvel at the beauty of this PSYOP and this information war that's been waged on Americans to literally make them so mentally disconnected from the world. I, I marvel at this. This is the area I used to work and I'm like, this is truly master level work, I hate to tell you. And I can't help but give a hat tip to the deep state because they've done a brilliant job of disarming an entire world an entire public, the most well-armed public in the history of the world that does not even understand what's happening to it. That right before our very eyes, we're watching the dismantling of the country and we're watching the infill of the new replacements coming across the border. And we're angry at them instead of being angry at the government. We're, we're saying, those are illegals. They shouldn't come in here instead of looking at the agents that are causing this, like the border agents, DHS, all the agents up above, including the military that's doing nothing, all the way up to the top, to Congress, to the president, and then keep on going. Because to get, remember, that's just your lower tier. You got to keep on climbing. You got to get to the, the pariahs that work up in Wall Street. You have to get to the greed that runs this country. You have to get into the banking industry, into BlackRock. You got to just keep going. And understand that every one of those people, which is a relatively few by comparison of the entire public, hates you. And wants to see you suffer, wants to see you dismantled, wants to see you turned into a slave so that they can benefit for their own benefit, so they can get their Lamborghini while you have not enough money to put even some basic food on your table. And the only way you're going to be able to survive is if you submit to their, they own everything because they will. And they say, okay, here you go. We're going to give you a 400 square foot low carbon footprint box to live in. There won't even be a kitchen in it. They've already approved this in Portland and Philadelphia, by the way. And you'll share a kitchen down the hall and you'll all share common bathrooms. And that's where you'll live because you couldn't be successful in the world that we created. To rephrase the way that statement actually should read, it should be, you have had every one of your rights taken away from you because you willfully participated in a world that we designed to rape, pillage, and kill you. And we have all the authorities. So this is our country. And this is a country that we now sit here and we go, okay, we're going to solve it through elections. Kosh Patel, we need an agency, a special group that's going to be declassifying something every day. And who's going to run that? And who's going to be able to get in power that will run that? And who's going to be able to create that that, doesn't, that the deep state isn't going to try to suppress? Come on. And I keep coming back to the Constitution. And I keep coming back to the Declaration of Independence. And I keep coming back to those fundamental documents that tell us what our rights are. In Congress, July 4th, 1776, 
We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, which include that amongst these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's a pretty inclusive group, by the way, if you break that down. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That would be us, by the way. And the last time I checked, I did not give consent to having seven and a half million illegals come across this border. I did not give consent to having an untested bioweapon placed in the arms of Americans across this country at the level of 70%, and among many, many other things. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive to these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it. I think we're there. And to institute new government, that would be probably a good time for that, laying its foundations on such principles and organizations, organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect us the safety and happiness. Here's the problem. We are so educatedly reduced in this country, so broken down that the only form of government these kids are going to want is something that gives them free everything. I want free housing. I want free phones. I want free salaries every month. I don't want to work. I just want to be able to pursue whatever I, I want to pursue, which will end up being hours and hours of pornography online. Continuing, prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer. This is right where we are, right here. This is where we are. Founding fathers saw it. While evils are sufferable, then, the, then to right themselves by abolishing the forms into which they are accustomed. People become accustomed to pain. They like it. They become accustomed to torture. Ah, it's just another tax. Ah, it's just another regulation. Sucking the lifeblood out of a nation. That's what we have as a government. They're just a, they're literally a leech. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object, invices a design to reduce them under absolute despotism. Ding, 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 ding. You win the prize. That's where we are right now. It is their right. It is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Welcome to December of 2023. Because you're not going to change anything in 2024 unless we stamp up and we say enough is enough. So I'm going to conclude with a proposal for people to start thinking about because I think we do have a way forward. And I think we have to start doing it. Because this is getting to be ridiculous. Everything that they do up there is stripping your rights away. Two days ago, they had the climate change initiatives. They're going to tell everybody you can't. If you're in the United States, you can't use fossil fuels anymore. But if you're in China and you're in Russia, go ahead and use all you want. All of this is about dismantling a country. And the last time I checked, I didn't get a vote in it. And I think it's even greater than that, to be honest with you. I'll just... Touch this and we'll come back to my solution. I really think, and this is a whole other show really, but I think if you look ahead to 2023 and you look at everything going, I think what they know is coming is something really big, like polar shift or something. And I think they're building a narrative so that people will see it as their fault, knowing darn well that this science has already known what's going to happen. They're not going to let everybody know. They're going to let this whole world fall apart so people will die in mass while the elites go underground, use all their resources to protect themselves, and let Mother Nature, as they would say, do the deed for them and to slaughter everybody and say, well, we didn't do it with the bioweapon, but fortunately the polar shift happened and everybody's dead. That's what I think. And I think that that convincing people of these lies about climate change, which is all about how climate is changing things, is getting people in the mindset that we are guilty rather than for us to be praying into our creator and saying, Father God, guide us to a higher level. They want us to fall into the abyss so what's the answer? And it's something we're just going to have to talk a lot more about. We should be having a provisional government right now, one that is not part of this government. We should have a provisional government with a, its own president, and we should be voting and electing that into office. We should have a provisional Congress. And this provisional government should be making rules and making pre preparations for war. It should be mandating the sort of policies to ensure that God is back in America. And we need to have this 
provisional government starting to stand up the Constitution the way it should be, the way our founding fathers saw it, and starting to bring Americans over to say, this is who we want in the government so we can start modeling the government and not waiting for this thing to fall apart and then watch the warlord model take over because that's what will happen. We didn't have a provisional government that says things like the CIA needs to be broken into a thousand pieces and scattered to the wind and every single pedophile that we find in this nation will be hung. We didn't have a provisional government that has teeth. It says if you're in the military and you were part of executing the vaccine against our soldiers, you will be held accountable. You will be faced with a courts martial and the charges against of treason. We need to have a provisional government that says anybody in Wall Street that has knowingly been participant in this injection of America, profited from it, you will be faced with the charges of treason. A provisional government that will say that if you're a foreign power, you've been peddling at politics in the United States by buying favor, you will lose all your assets. They will be seized. And if we find any of your constituents or family members, you will be arrested and put into prison to build, make big rocks into small rocks with no extradition. This is what we need. And this is a sort of approach that will literally start putting our country back on path because people have to have some of their alternatives. This is a provisional government that says that you have to, you have to vote in paper ballots. Paper ballots have to be hand counted with a sheriff in presence. And then they'll be recounted somewhere else. And if anywhere along the way you are found to be ballot meddling, it will be 10 years in prison turning big rocks into small rocks. I could almost go straight up fundamental Muslim on this one. If you're found meddling in a ballot box, your hand's going to be cut off. And I'd have no problem with that one either. This is literally what has to happen. And we need to get to a place where we are putting forth our initiative as the people, not dependent upon the criminal class, because this is a criminal class. They're not going to do anything. Just like these contractors sitting at the airport. They don't care that the guy's filming them. They've already got a prosecution immunity somewhere along the way. I guarantee it by the way they're talking. And every one of them looks like a mafioso do it anyway. And they know very well where these kids are going. They're laughing at it. They know how much money is going to be made off of every single child, whether that child is going to be part of organ harvesting when they're still alive, by the way, because that's what they do, whether they're going to be part of adrenochrome harvesting while they're still alive and are terrorized to death, which is what they do, or whether that is going to be about providing pleasure for the pedophile class that wants to rape them and share them around in rape parties and abuse them and get their pleasure off of that. See, there's the darkness has to be spoken. Churches need to be speaking out against homosexuality. Churches need to be speaking out against the pedophiles. Churches need to be speaking out about what the LGBTQ movement is really about. It's about pedophiles. It's about unholy behavior. It's about, it is about sinful behavior that is really right at the core of everything this nation has become. And by the way, if you're part of that LGBTQ movement, we'll pray for you. We'll do deliverance on you any day, but you're possessed by demons that have turned you into something that is not human. And whether you realize that or not, it's too bad because you are not of God. You can tell yourself all day long, any church can welcome you in and tell you you're going to be okay, we're going to love you. We'll love you to help you get yourself free. But the fact of the matter is you're being run by demons and any church is telling you otherwise is working for the devil. So we have choices ahead of us. We have to start making these choices because what we have right now is literally a puppet show. And it's run by the clowns. And it's nothing real before us. There's no hope in this system. If you think there is through it, you're fooling yourself. Like literally, like if you're sitting here telling yourself 2024 is going to be great and we're going to vote in a new president, it's all going to be good. Here's what I'm going to encourage you to do because it will really help balance your unreality with reality. Go to Portland, Oregon. You can buy any drug you want now. It's legal. Make sure and get the mushrooms, eat lots of them, and then sit back and enjoy the psychedelic journey as you head into 2024. Because there is no way through this, through the elections. They've rigged it from top to bottom. And the media is going to try to play this game. You're going to get people telling you you can win. There's people you can't, can't win. And all of this is designed to keep you at odds with one another, keep you locked into a game that's been rigged already. They already know who's going to be president right now. 
And the only thing that may change that is if there's a slight tenor and change in the public mood that they feel that they need to appease people a little bit more. So we've got to hit the ground. We have to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need to start talking about a provisional government. We need to start setting up a provisional government that people can know that it's there for them, for the Constitution. We need to start moving forward with that, knowing very well that the FBI is going to raid somebody on this one, knowing very well that the CIA is going to do things, knowing very well that your buddies over at the NSA are going to be monitoring this. Space Force, who runs all the satellites, will be pulling in all the data. Got to get smarter. Got to fight harder. Got to go to ground. And we got to start changing this government because it's not going to change by our vote. It's going to change by our will. You know, the BATF is going to be knocking on more people's doors, raiding more gun owners to set up, take their, 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 gun, their gun files and their owner, owner files so they can stick them in their private database so they have it when the New World Order rolls in. They can roll it to people's houses and tell you how many guns you have. Because every person in our government right now that is there has sold out. And I've said every, and that's, are you going to, I'm going to hear this. It's like, no, 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 wait a minute. There's some good people. Not anymore. There's not. And I can just, I'll just point to the border. If you're working for border patrol, it's a great example of what our government's become. You've become compliant fools and you yourself have become the prison keepers because you're not willing to have the backbone to stand up and do what's right. If I was a border patrol agent, I would be demoralized. I'd feel like a, as low as it gets. And I would be looking at finding, getting my way out real fast. Because if you're going to stay there and do that and not do the right thing, that pendulum, when it swings, God help you. Because this public is not going to be forgiving. Not for what you're doing to the families, not to what you're going to do to the kids when these things breaks out, not to what you've done to our nation. And that goes with every single person in D.C. We are literally just done. And all of us feel it. And we're done. So, spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Get tight with God. Put yourself through deliverance. Set yourself free. Keep yourself free. Help others to be free. Pray for the, the works and wonders that God has for us, the, the miracles that he can bring. Pray for healing and miracle healing and pray for the gifts to become better at it, to heal the sick and the broken. Become good at deliverance. Become good at casting out demons. Seek the greater works. And then on the ground level, engage people with that fire of Holy Spirit. As this next movement happens where we set up a provisional government in some fashion like that, where people have something to reach into and vote for, that's awesome. But And it will be, people will reject it. They'll throw stones at it. There's no way through this system. Democracy's dead. But when we follow Holy Spirit, when we follow God, when we, we're walking that path of Jesus, everything we need is right there before us. And have the courage to step in and flip tables. Have the courage to challenge them in the Pharisees' temples. And make that movement grow. It's the end of the day, that's the only way we're going to get this. It's not going to be with them. It's going to be in spite of them. Because these people aren't going to change. And until we get to such a point that the system really starts to collapse and they start to see the rise of the true movement, which is that of the children of the Most High, only then will they begin to beg for forgiveness. And that's not for mine to give. That's God's. And not all of them will receive it. Because the one thing we have to remember, and this is why we have to fight harder. Yes, it's comfortable to walk in the place of a God of infinite love, a God of mercy, a God of grace. But please never forget, we also have a God of war and a God of wrath. And right now, the corruption that we're allowing is putting us in that place of having to face judgment. So don't be part of that group. Speak out. Do everything you can to raise a nation, to bring it to repent. Because there is a toll coming. And the bell's about to ring. Let's pray. Father, we just come to you today humbled and blessed for these hours that we spend together in fellowship, reflecting deeply and putting ourselves deeper in relationship to you. Challenging times, Father. Absolutely challenging times. As we face an unprecedented and unimaginable level of corruption, deceit, and moral depravity of a nation. A, a nation that is literally allowing the movement and exploitation of children at an unbelievable level in the hundreds of thousands. 
and rationalizing it even worse or turning their back on it because somehow these kids that are being flooded across the border aren't of us because they're illegal aliens or something ridiculous like this. We are accountable as a nation for what goes on in our soil. We are accountable for a nation for the way others behave, especially against the little ones. So, Father, we raise our hands tonight and we pray, pray hard for a judgment to hit this nation, hit it hard, to shake its roots and foundations. And we will walk that path as a children of the Most High. We will walk that path of the gospel of Jesus to bring that into the world, to continue to pray for people, deliver people, heal the sick and the broken. But this nation must be judged. This nation is not going to find its way forward when it keeps putting stories on story and puppet show after puppet show to try to tell itself that somehow it's going to be okay when we haven't got to the very seat in the rot. And at the very core of all of that is the destruction of the family, and it has to be resurrected. So we close this prayer tonight, Father, with a prayer for the family, the root of all things in this nation and all things in this world, all things in the church and all things in the nation the family. We pray for the resurrection and restoration of the family in a mighty way. That these families now that are being built, some of them will be built as spiritual families and let they be built with incredible bonds and revival and a new understanding of what family is within the body of Christ. Let it be mightier than that of blood. Let it be coming together to heal the sick, truly, to heal the orphans, truly, to, to protect the widow. Let those families come together now to give fathers to the fatherless. And let this nation raise up together and overcome this evil as we face this evil fearlessly. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. So, an hour in which we must face reality of the sorts that we would call it, we are a remnant. And unfortunately, whether we like it or not, where much is given, much is asked. We have been given an opportunity to walk within the anointments of God, increasingly so as we pray in, and we have this experience within him to go to the next levels of things. That is going to demand on us in our daily lives to do more to bring others to Christ, and we have to. At the end of the day, that's the only way forward. And our mission literally doesn't change. It can be a communist government, a tyrannical government. It can be a dictator king. You can be a representative republic. At the end of the day, we're still supposed to be doing the same thing, bringing people to Jesus Christ, healing the sick, casting out demons, raising the dead, seeking greater works. All that's good. But in this critical hour, we have to work doubly hard. There's a lot of ground to cover. It's a lot of people wandering alone. So patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible too many think it is unreal, but that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. 
securely the opening vistas of space, promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray, we stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 